0: Welcome to the Patrick Real Estate Show, where we explore the fascinating world of real estate investing with your host, Patrick Switek. Patrick is a dynamic young entrepreneur and an accomplished real estate investor who's passionate about helping others achieve financial freedom. Each week, we sit down with some of the most inspiring individuals in the real estate industry and delve into their personal journeys, lessons learned, and secrets to their success. Let's dive into this week's episode. Carrie, welcome to the Patrick Real Estate Show. Maybe give a little bit of background on how you got started with short-term rentals and uh, what you do right now. So yeah.
1: my name's Carrie Dryer, Dreyer, and I started my investment journey back in 2015, so I feel like the old grandma in this world right now. <laughs> so I started in Traverse City, Michigan, which is my hometown, northern top part of Michigan, with a little condo downtown, dipped our feet into investing, and I fell in love with it. And over the last, this will be our 10th busy season coming up, we've grown our personal portfolio to nine rentals that we own and manage. And then in this last year, started a a hospitality company that could offer property management to other people. We've done cleaning for other people and maintenance and some other services that support other hosts and other investors. And then eventually, we have a resort that we're going to develop that we're hoping in the next year that we actually start building on. But it is approved and um, ready to hit go when we are ready with the funding and everything like that. So that sums me up a little bit.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, just give go back to, like, where we met. We met through – we are both – Short term rental coaches, I guess you can say. We both teach students on short term rental investing and how to become financially free. Mine is a lot more tailored to younger people, I feel like more resonate with me. Who do you really help, uh, Carrie, just like from your perspective? Like who goes to you? And yeah, I think that's the
1: best part about this coaching world is I think we all attract our tribe. Like we really Mm -hmm. seem to, when we put ourselves out there authentically and share, it seems like we are attracting the right people Mm -hmm. for us. So for me, I'm going after my students who already have a portfolio and that are looking to really start hiring people, start getting VAs, putting systems in place, turning it from just being them and everything living in their brain mm-hmm. to actually freeing some of that up so that they can continue to be that visionary. And even if things they're good at certain things, it's nice to be able to take some of that stuff off your plate and free yourself up for moving forward and creating new businesses, investing in, in more properties, being more efficient with your time. I ended up... It, I'm not limiting it to this, but it seems like everyone that joins is a mom, which I am a mom. Oh, and go. a lot of them want that full life. So they want they got into this so that they could still be a mom. They could make money on the side. They could feel fulfilled in these other ways. And I think sometimes when you get down these paths, you forget that. And so a lot of them mm-hmm. have now where their work is driving all of that. And so it's really readjusting going into their vision of what they want their life to look like, and if they want to only work 20 hours or when their kids are in school and lighten their load in the summer, they need to put some of that stuff on paper and really get those systems and processes in place.
0: 100%, I couldn't agree more. And so cool, going back to your story and how you got started in all this, let's go back to the day where in 2015 you decided when nobody else was thinking about Airbnb, this is not 2020, this is not 2021, this is why was Carrie even thinking about Airbnb? What was the thought process? Yeah,
1: it was totally on accident, actually. We had moved back to my hometown of Traverse City. We had just bought a house here. I was pregnant. Michigan, um, with my, right? Yeah, in Michigan. I was pregnant with my first and only child. And I was trying to be a stay-at-home mom. And I like to say that I was a failure of that because I realized really quickly that I needed more. I wanted something additional than just being a mom, but I wanted that flexibility to have my own schedule. And my husband actually is the one that engaged with our real estate agent about an investment property and i'm like what are you talking about okay whatever (laughs) and so we went and looked at one and it's the funniest part and you always look back and want to kick yourself they didn't do more there was actually two for sale And we're like, no, we don't even know about this Airbnb thing. We don't even know if it's gonna work out or not. Let's just do one and see if we like it. And of course the price is like unbeatable now. We couldn't invest like we would back then. And so I was able to really, I was always interested in interior design and I loved hosting people. And so I realized, like, oh, this is something I can do for a job. Like, I can bring my Mm -hmm. child, I can design this place, I can help be this ambassador for this city that I love and this community that I love. And so it really didn't take long. Like, I I have one of my students right now, she's just on her first Airbnb, and I'm like, just wait. I know it feels hard now getting it all set up and learning the ropes, but it's really addicting if it's something that you end up liking. Like, if you get into it and you're like, okay, I love being able to to do multiple things and multitask. And it's hard to not keep going and keep wanting more. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's awesome. And with that, you were a stay-at-home mom, but you couldn't just be a stay-at-home mom. You wanted something more. You wanted to build something. You wanted to create something. And we talk about this quite a lot. I can relate to that because I'm the same way in my mind, I cannot just sit still. And I have a story dating back to when I was 16 years old and I thought the best thing that I could do is make money while doing nothing. I thought that was like the best job ever. And so what's the closest to doing nothing? It's lifeguarding. So at 16 years old, I got myself a lifeguarding job and all due respect to people that have lifeguarding jobs, it's definitely work when things go wrong, but normally you're just scanning the water And it drove me absolutely insane. (laughs) And from there, I learned that I rather have a fulfilling life doing something where I can have a variety in my life. And that comes from my ADHD brain, I found out later. And I think, Carrie, you had this similar thing where you both resonated with ADHD. I think that is also something for you is like you want something more and more because your brain is dopamine poor in a way. (laughs) So you're constantly trying to do something Cooler, better, bigger, and more exciting. Is that kind of related to? what Yeah, so now? it's
1: so relatable, and it's it's that thing too. And we this is why I'm so glad we're talking about this because we relate so much. I think there was such a negative view on people that had ADHD, especially mm. men, boys, and then even women and young girls. Like they didn't necessarily even mm. diagnose. Young girls. Like that just wasn't, it was like, okay, it's the hyperactive boy that cannot sit still. Mm -hmm. And I think that we had to really break out of that and really say, okay, there's a lot of positivity in the way that our brains work, especially when it comes to being an entrepreneur. There's a lot of negative, and we've talked about that of the shiny object syndrome and like
0: Uh, wanting to keep like going in
1: these directions but there is like a lot there is a lot of positive that does propel us into that and in this job specifically in the short-term rental investment world like it does take that certain person that wants to multitask wants to do different things is able to jump around and think multiple steps ahead and and not everyone's cut out for that like I think a lot of times it's hard for someone that has like what neurotypical brain Mm -hmm. to be able to be like what are you guys doing like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do this task and then I want to be able to do this task or I want to be able to clock in from nine to five and shut my brain off Mm -hmm. and yeah I do think
0: things don't shut off no (laughs) not at all so you take care of the kids throughout the day. They go to sleep. It's like, all right, what's next?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise and when you, know, you do have a time to calm down and relax, go on vacation.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like your brain starts being like, okay, what's next? Okay,
0: what's next? What's next? Do, do, you ever, do you ever catch yourself thinking about dinner when you're at lunch? Do you ever do that? <laughs>
1: you're <laughs> like, well, yeah, what am I going to be able to eat? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you're at lunch and you're like, Oh, I'm curious what we're gonna have for dinner. I was just like, your brain's just always looking the next thing. Yeah. Um. So I always plan my meals, uh, not plan, but in the spur moment, I'm like, oh, let's do this for dinner. But what's so? Let's go through some of those things, right? Because, because yeah, we could talk about focus and all of that and how that's really important. But let's talk about a little bit about why people with ADHD or people that seemingly don't know how to focus. Are really good in this kind of role like hospitality right like hosting and so can you maybe talk a little bit more about that
1: yeah so basically i think part of building what i've built has been because i'm like okay i was able to conquer this and then now i want to do the next thing and it really helped propel us forward and i think some of that like impulsiveness or like some of those things that other people see again as maybe negative I think is really positive because I think there's so many people that want to get into this field and fear takes over that's okay what if this happens what does this happen I think we're also scared I mean I don't know what's gonna happen but I do it anyway and it's like that I think again I think it's a superpower I don't think my husband would have invested as fast as we did if it wasn't for me being like okay i'm the energizer bunny i'm like hyper focused also like,
0: the idea person yes
1: yeah, yes we're
0: really good ideas because our brains connect in a different way where maybe we're not good at like focusing per se but they're we're really good at just spurring up some of the best ideas ever because you think of stuff nobody else thinks of and so that's cool because like you're living this ordinary life it's oh what about idea this let's do this maybe we could do this maybe we can build this portfolio to nine properties. Yeah. And you just have to then
1: be, find your own tools to make sure that you follow through with that. And I think that does show that we really love this industry. Cause I think if we didn't love it, yes, there's, I say the shit sandwich in any industry, Mm -hmm. in any job, like you got to eat it. And and it just is what it is. Not every, everyone has every industry and every job has it. So what are you willing to tolerate? And I think that's, just shows that and that's why we're the best in what we're doing mm-hmm. because we really yeah. love what we do and so we can grit through those things that are boring or that we don't wanna do mm-hmm. in order to fulfill it. Cause it is hard sometimes yeah. when you have those ideas and then to actually execute them. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's also helpful to surround yourself with people If you're building your team to make sure you're paying attention to that, because that's I did fall into that trap when I started hiring people of you connect with people that are just like you. So Mm -hmm, then you're going to connect. And before you know it, you might have a full team of people that have ADHD, (laughs) which which is like good in a way. But also you need someone that's going to take those ideas Mm -hmm. and then be able to fill in where you aren't necessarily where your weak yes.
0: stats are yeah and so i think from uh from early age i discovered that for myself is being able to find people's strengths and then find my own strengths and then work with somebody else to help create this and i think perfect example of this is within our management company we're at 40 44 at the time of this recording and we we had to have somebody that josh and i were business partners we both have bad ADHD. And we get along because of that. But also, we need somebody that quite honestly has their shit together and can be like, all right, great ideas. These are all awesome ideas. But let's focus on these things because these are the important things to get done that we need to get done right now. And then they execute on those. And so we hired somebody called Cassie. She is incredible, very organized, very like to the point knows exactly what to focus on and what not to focus on and just a really good grounding operation level headed kind of person where maybe sometimes for me and and that's why I say crazy Carrie (laughs) because we're both crazy I'm crazy Pat like we just have all these ideas and we have the uh, Energizer Bunny and all these other things and so it's nice to have that compliment right? Team does that for you.
1: Thankfully my husband so he does have a W2 job but he He has been alongside of me by my side through the whole building of our portfolio. And he really is good at, at taking those ideas and really executing them. Cause again, I do, it's like, my brain is Mm -hmm. always turning. And what I've said to my team too, it's, there's two different things. There's something you gotta, in in our business, you've got to keep the engine running. So there's that, there's just things that need to happen. Like you need to respond to the guests and just things right. that you have to do to keep your business going. And then there's like the other part that's moving the business forward. So like that, you're actually driving and moving in a forward momentum. And I think that's, sometimes the hard part. It's like, you know, where you want to go and you like have all these really great ideas and you are the visionary, but then it's like, you're overloaded with all of those ideas. And so, yeah, having that person that can be like, okay, here's the next four things that we're going to do. And for us, we're impatient too. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. okay, we'll get there, but it's okay. But if you just did four things every month, you're going to look back and be able to get there. So really being able to take that and chunk it down. And so that's what we've had to do with my team beyond my husband. Now that we've started to grow that is okay, what are we going to, what's our, where do we want to be in six months? Like, what do we want to accomplish? And then how do we break that down per month? And then how do we break that down per person? And then we have Asana, which is a Mm. task management system and being able to put those projects in there and then put those specific tasks in there. So it's really, again, taking, that's hard for me to do, but Mm -hmm. knowing that I like being organized, it's just hard for me.
0: It's hard to do it. Do right? it.
1: But then so, once those systems are in place, it's easy to be yeah. like, and it's also rewarding to be like, okay, I'm checking off a task or so and so checked off a task.
0: <laughs> yep. So and so, what are some of the weaknesses that come with having ADHD and, and things that you need to hire out for? We mentioned some of those, but I just want to iterate on some of those things that you think.
1: Yeah, I think we've talked about this, like, again, like that shiny object syndrome. I think social media is so great in so many ways because you meet so many people. Like, I met you through social media Mm -hmm. because we met our mentor through that way. And just like all of those connections, you get so many great ideas through social media. But also what can happen is like, you can be like, oh, I could start a property management company. Oh, I could start a cleaning company. Oh, I could do this. And you probably could. Like, we can. Like, you don't have to do everything that you're good at. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so hard for me. And I'm still learning that lesson. Like, I think I learn it. And then I'm like, oh, no, I can go down this path. And so just really taking again, taking your ego out of it and just really reevaluating and saying, am I down the right path? Is this really serving what I want in this end goal? Like, am I really creating the life that I set out to create and being okay with cutting some of that out, stopping going down some of those paths, refocusing. And I do think it's really hard. It's hard for us to give up. And I think that comes from childhood. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about this in the past, but it's like when you're a child, especially someone that has ADHD and you wanna try new things and you get into it and you're like, I'm gonna play softball. And then you realize I actually wanna be home at night. Like I don't have enough time for my homework or I'm not really Mm -hmm. good at softball or I didn't realize we were gonna be in the direct sun. And I think there was a lot of stigma to not follow through, to not be like, you signed up for this, you've got to commit to it, you got to keep moving forward. And so I keep trying to break that as I'm an adult, like I'm almost 40, but it's like yeah. that childhood stuff comes in and it like mm-hmm. floods your brain of, oh, you're a failure, you're not good enough, like... You couldn't, you start things and you don't finish it. And I really think that being able to pivot and being able to make those challenging decisions quickly is actually such a benefit to having ADHD. If we really leaned into, that is like such a great trait of an entrepreneur to be able to be like, no, I am pivoting or I'm ending this. I have put too much money into this. And I just gotta let it go, let it die yeah. and move on. And you know the so cost like,
0: policy. Do you know sunk cost policy? Yes. No, yes. it's so true. Exactly yeah. Right. And
1: I feel that way. And we did go down some paths last year. Like I started a cleaning company and mm-hmm. I went full into it and spent a ton of money on it and realized one, I don't like being a cleaning company. <laughs> like <laughs> It's just too much work to everyone blames the cleaning company for everything. There's not enough margin. And so it's, nope, we're still going to have an internal cleaning company or cleaning crew for our rentals, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to offer it to anyone that we're not property managing for. But that was a really hard decision because then I had to let clients go. And I had to, again, get around my ego to be like, That wasn't a failure, it just, I tried it, and I have to, I'm the type of person, and I don't know if you're this way, that I have to experience those things myself. Someone could tell me all day long, you're not gonna like that, it's not gonna work out, and until I physically experience it and realize, you're right, that's not for me. And so again, just, I always have to self-talk and be like, that's not a negative thing. You tried this, you went all in on it, right. and it didn't work out, and that's okay. You learned, and then you mm-hmm. pivoted and took what you learned from that and applied it to the next thing you're
0: going to do. I think that's the big thing is like it's better to be in a position to try something and do it versus being in a position where you don't do it at all. Analysis paralysis. And it's so
1: easy to do, especially in those rental worlds. Do I do midterms? Do I do short term? Do I start a property management company?
0: Do I do long-terms? Do I do multifamily? Do I do commercial? And you start seeing these other people that are doing commercial and they're like, oh, look at all these numbers I've been doing. Or look Section 8 housing. Look at all these numbers that we're doing. And I think that at the end of the day, you can be successful in all of those things. But I think the hard thing is saying no. I think that's the tough thing. But... Once again, there's a superpower. With every deficiency in humans, and I believe this, any deficiency that you have, let's say you're maybe not as good at athletically, then you're probably really good in other ways, right? There's always a trade-off, I feel like. And so the trade-off to not being focused all the time and being all over the place, And I think we also have, I don't know if you experience this, but hyper-focus, do you ever get that? Where you're like so <laughs> zoned in on something, you obsess <laughs> over something. It just comes and then you're like, all night, all day, studying this damn thing. It's like, how the heck? And eventually get bored of it. And you're like, all right, I'm done. But but there's that commitment that you can make. And I think that is one of the benefits is once we do t- get a taste of something, we like it, we go all in on it. And we do it so well, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. So um, I think it's just making sure we delegate over time. I think that's where we, okay, no, it's we gotta still, get Yeah. To and it. it's hard yeah. because,
1: but I, what I like to tell like my mentees yeah. is you've got, even again, even if you're good at something, you are that visionary. Like you have to free yourself up because you're the one that's coming with this crazy idea that people, even if you don't necessarily think it's crazy and you think it's going to work out, like people are going to look at you. I've been looked at so many times now that it almost concerns me. when. When people don't look at me weird when I have an idea, I'm like, wait, is it not going to work out? Cause you're not criticizing it, but it's like, you've really got to be that person that keeps that going. Cause no one else is going to, like, if you are that visionary, no one else is going to keep moving it forward because they mm-hmm. might not see it until it happens. Like they, you know, I talk about that with my A-frame. So I bought this sight unseen A-frame that was cash as is, and I just From the very beginning just knew that I could I just had a vision of what it would look like and no one could convince me any different. And it's crazy now that they've seen it, they're like, Oh yeah, Carrie can do anything or whatever. But it's like that was not the case when they saw it. They're like, Are you okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You need like a mental Yeah, do you need a mental check-in?
1: And it's but that's again, we can see those things so clearly in our mind and we have to keep going. Cause it is hard. Cause then I think what people don't understand and even my husband sometimes doesn't understand, I still don't know if it's gonna work out a hundred percent, but I'm so focused and so excited and just really want it to work out that I'm keep going on that path, but I'm still scared. Like I mm-hmm. still don't, I'm taking educated men. guesses, but of course I don't know if it's gonna work out or not. If I did, that would be a whole different world. If I could guarantee that everything I did would work out, like I'd probably be unstoppable in other ways, but like, I still feel that like nervousness and unsure about myself and like second guess stuff. But yeah, I think delegating as much things as you can. I think even just one of the biggest things is taking guest phone calls. Like you don't realize how that puts you in fight or flight. If you're the only one that has to be on your phone and be responsive 24 seven. So even if you're good at it and it it seems like it doesn't take you a long time that was one of the things the first things that i gave up to Mm, my assistant and now i'm working with her to say do you need a va (laughs) someone (laughs) to lighten that up so that you can do these other things so it's like now i'm having that conversation with someone else that's not me to make sure that they're protecting themselves too So
0: yeah so so that's awesome I want to ask about focus, right? Because you said there's a lot of things that come your way. There's a lot of ideas. You started a cleaning company. Uh, what is your philosophy now? Do you embrace those opportunities that come by? Do you say no to them? How do you really? How do you really focus your efforts?
1: Yeah. So I think so. Before, I would just never make a decision if I was like in a bad mood or like. Just not in a right headspace. I would always be like, okay, I'm not gonna give up on something or say no to something in that way. But I wasn't applying it to saying yes. So if something seemed exciting, I'd be like, yes, I'm gonna do it, Mm -hmm. and then think through it later. And so I'm really trying to apply to 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 the yeses too. So it might still be a yes, but just really trying to give myself that space and time to really think through it because it is we we are very impulsive. So it's okay, yeah, I want to do that, and then even if you think you've thought through everything. So just like really making sure you're giving yourself a lot of time on when you're saying no or when you're saying yes. That's just so important to it. And Sorry, what was? The other part of that.
0: (laughs) I was just saying in general, focus, not to you, but just like, how do you prioritize what you want to take on and what do you don't? Yeah.
1: So I do get off course and I have got off course. So it's now that I've lived through the cleaning company and like doing all these things where I was like saying yes to a lot of stuff last year. I really did have to be like, okay, just take some time, wait things out, even hiring people. It's like when you find someone that you connect with, like just giving it a little bit of time. You don't have to jump on it right away. If it's meant like to you're be- You're hired
0: today. Yes.
1: <laughs> if it's meant to be a workout. Yeah. And then really just, again, to having that time set aside for yourself. And mm-hmm. I know that's hard. Like I like being busy. I enjoy having things all the time. I don't like being bored. And, but giving yourself that time to go on a long walk or whatever your, I know they're like self-care, but just giving yourself freedom from electronics and just really giving yourself that time to think through stuff. Cause I think it's easy to keep moving forward and really not listening to your gut or listening to okay if i'm having anxiety or i'm not sleeping where is this coming from oh it's because i think i hired the wrong person or i really Mm. actually do not want to be going down this path like i don't want to have a rental portfolio for other people like a property management company that has 40 like you i just that's not the direction i want to go but again it's Mm. hard to stop for a second and be like okay I might have to cut people out or I might have to readjust this and I think for me my portfolio any work that I do on those 9 properties if I can increase my revenue on those is actually going like directly in my my pocket instead of Mm -hmm. spending all of that time on other people's properties. And then I only get a percentage of it. So Mm -hmm. I realized that because I care so much that I was focusing on other people's property and really neglecting my own. And that didn't feel good to me. There was still a lot of things that I wanted to do with my portfolio. Like we started direct booking. So I wanted to make sure that we really went into like our newsletters and our blog posts and really trying to build that trust with our current customers and our future customers and i realized that even some of the design i needed to keep up with some of that so really taking that time to focus and make those hard choices of okay i went down this path and i need to like let that path go and not again let your ego get in the way cuz it's really hard to okay i went down the wrong path and it didn't work out
0: yeah that that is a hard self fuck um, yeah it's I'm really not, hard not, yeah <laughs>
1: and i again i don't think the other piece of it is like It's not like a straight projection. You're definitely going to go up and down like, "Eh," and I found myself in that way. Like it's going to happen where I say I'm not going to do certain things. And then I'm like, oh, I want to try this out. And again, sometimes it works out really well. And I think even all of the stuff that I went through last year, I'm so happy that I did. Because now I learned that I loved mentoring other people. I've met so many great people. And I've been able to take it's not all for nothing. And we say education's expensive. And so (laughs) instead of necessarily going back to school, I spent money on real life lessons. And so not beating myself up. I tend to be really hard on myself. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you feel this way too. And I do think that's an ADHD thing to be really hard on yourself and demand perfection out of yourself, which I would never out of anyone else. Like I give so yeah, much like your
0: standards for yourself are just like so out of this world and it's not even anywhere compared to anybody else. Somebody's like a slob on the couch. Oh, maybe they just chose that lifestyle. But, but no, then if you are on the Perry couch <laughs> or Patrick cannot do that. No. It's ever. so
1: funny. Yeah. And that's even like having a kid's been really interesting. Cause it's like, he should be able to chill on the couch. And then it's, oh, but I should also be able to chill on the couch. It's like this yeah. reflection thing, or even the other day, it's like he got those little Heelys with the wheels and, the oh, heels yeah, and he wanted those. to be, oh my God, they're so dangerous. <laughs> First day I was like, you cannot wear these unless you're holding my hand or you have a helmet because it is hard. And <sighs> he was getting hard on himself. Like, why am I not good at this? And it's like from a mom perspective and this external perspective, I'm like, of course you're not good at it. You literally just put them on and it's going to take you time. And of course, like three or four days into it, he was like doing tricks on it. And, it, <laughs> and I think that's just a good reminder for us. Like yeah. there's no universe that we'd expect someone to be good at something immediately, but it is hard. Yeah. Like we are and really hard And then you do the same self.
0: thing yourself, right? Then like literally within minutes later, you're like, oh, dang, like this cleaning company, like wh- I failed the first time around. It's yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe just not meant to be or whatever. Well, or it's just okay. like
1: other factors in place. It's okay. There, there's also part of it that's like, I just don't necessarily want to manage that many people. There's all these other factors that play into it, where again, it doesn't have to be because it couldn't have been profitable. And yes, if I dumped way more time and resources into it, we could have made something out of it. But it really, again, just like, Sometimes that makes it harder too to be like, okay, this could be successful if I did want to keep going down this path. But again, reevaluating, making those like hard choices, and then finding what really works for you. Like I know you've been through like a lot of transition to get where you are, and I think learning all of those lessons and then being able to apply them to what you're doing now
0: is yeah, absolutely great pointers. I want to get into the last three questions for you here. And the first question, what do you recommend any book or movie, not movie, but video or anything else that you've digested for education purposes that you'd recommend to the audience?
1: Yeah, I haven't read any of these, so I feel like I can't really, but what's (laughs) on my list Um, is The Happiness Trap and my husband read it I don't know if you've read this or not Uh but he is this is something that you need to read especially like all of the things that I've been going through and just like the way that I talk to myself and so that's just like on my list I do consume a lot of podcasts uh, I I try they're not all real estate related
0: yeah so they're gonna be really interesting. Give us a podcast that you think is not real estate related but directly impacts your life and you think is really good you So recommend. I like
1: the Dear found her podcast she has all entrepreneur women like CEOs mm. on there and it's just like cool. really interesting to hear a lot about their stories and how they've, I just really love hearing about other people failing. Does that sound terrible? It's not <laughs> really good, but being able to talk about
0: that. from their failures, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then they've yeah. learned from their failures. I think mm-hmm. that's been hard on social media, and I understand why. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to show up in that way. because In the a negative lot of times, light
0: versus the positive light, right? Like yeah, it, when you,
1: yeah, and sometimes when you fail, though, you can't really have those open, honest, discussions, because it might include a guest, it might include an employee, like it might include sensitive information that you really can't share. And so it is really that fine balance of you want to show up positively and share that stuff authentically, but it does make it challenging. So I do really love when people are able to reflect back. And I think it just really helps, again, make me feel okay, (laughs) and just say, okay, other people have failed. And then being able to see how That impacted their growth and impacted where they are now. That one is a really good one for me. Anything like that. And this is the other just silly thing that I have an obsession over is any sort of football documentary. (laughs) It's just so interesting to me because I think a lot of people, it feels the same way as real estate. You can look at someone and say, oh, they're so successful. They have this many doors. They're like doing Mm -hmm. all this stuff. They're making this money. And they forget to think about how much work and blood, sweat, and tears went into it. And I feel the same way about football. It's like when you watch those documentaries, it's like they have to learn all the plays. They have to practice and work out and eat right and do all this stuff so that they can perform on that one day that you see them performing and like flashiness of it. And also just like the coaches that they have. That's just so relatable. Like the quarterback has a coach, the tight end has a coach and it's like, For everything, they have a coach for it. And then they, sometimes they even have a secondary coach. And I think that's so relatable again to us. It's like, Mm -hmm. even us as coaches, like we need coaches Mm -hmm. and not even, and a lot of it's mindset related like a lot of honestly a lot of the coaching is that it's like being able to get out of your own way that's a huge part of it so it's not even necessarily like the knowledge base yes that's important but having someone that knows what you're going through is in the same like field as you to be able to be like you're making the right choice or that's difficult or that's challenging
0: it's like the acting coach that we had together Yeah, I think that was really interesting. It's like, why acting coach, but like, we have to present ourselves in a way, right? So it's cool. It's cool to see all the different kinds of coaches you can have. Yeah. And I think that's so important
1: when now with people showing up online. So that was another thing for me is back in 2015, I was just keeping my head down. People were just learning about Airbnb, VRBO is really the dominant force or still like Craigslist. And then, yeah. So it's like, I feel that same way about this too. So it's like, it's now there's like all of this information out there basically. So like before no one really knew about it. And now it's like, everyone knows about Airbnb. They're talking about it. It's all over Instagram. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, there's a lot um, of information out there.
0: Yeah. So, I'm going to give you a question that is specifically for you in this. And I always just think of one each podcast. For you specifically, let's say that you can wave a magic wand and you could have, you can get rid of all the ADHD negatives, all the ADHD negatives. Would you do it?
1: I don't think so. I think. I feel like that is the same way as if you told me I can wave a wand and get rid of all the negative things that have happened to you and like all the bad things that have happened to Mm -hmm. you. And trust me, there's been a lot of bad things that have happened to me. But honestly, I don't think I would change that course. You wouldn't. Because I don't think I would end up where I am right now. I really don't. And I think Mm -hmm. that scares me. I think taking all of that negative stuff... Has really impacted where I am today. I just don't know if I would be on the same course. I really think that I would still probably be working for someone else in marketing and not have begun this journey to build this generational wealth for my kid and like going down all these paths. And again, like you said, it's fun to do all these new things and be moving on and even this development that I have coming up, it's like it's daunting, but it's still exciting and it still moves me forward. So yeah, I don't think I would. What would you?
0: <laughs> this is a podcast about you, not me. I'm
1: Are you interviewing Are you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I actually am in the same train of thought. I don't think I would. I I believe that the because of the things I wouldn't cause The way that I act and the way that I am, those things allowed me to become better. Everything that I do is linear to what I want to create, if that makes sense. So everything that happens almost in a cheesy way happens for a reason, almost in a cheesy way builds – mentally and knowledge base and whatever in my head to allow me to become more effective down the line. So when I look back and I'm like, I was in tech, I was in the tech world building tech companies. That makes no sense. I wish I would have just done real estate at 18. But here's the thing. Me going through the process of building very high-tech products was actually something that gives me an advantage over anybody in the short-term rental or in the real estate space. And I know that because I've built teams, I've built companies, I've built high-tech products and positionings and things of that nature where now when I'm building this PM company – I have skills that nobody else has because of the things I've done. So I can't regret all those things in the past. I can't regret the way that I am as a person in the past because that wouldn't allow me to go through those steps.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think the other kind of blessing of being our own mentor to other people Mm -hmm. is it almost helps justify that, those mistakes. Because Mm -hmm. in my brain, I can say, now I can show up. To Mm -hmm. my mentees and be like, oh, I went down that path. Here's my here's my experience. Here's my suggestion, and I think it really helps you to be such a relatable person to them because they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, she's not perfect. This is not a perfect journey. And again, that's what we were talking about with the social media noise. It's you know you could look online and it's so easy, even if they're not doing it intentional, to be like, oh, they got here and forget about all of the hardship that came and all the wrong paths they took yeah. and yeah, all that experience that they gathered. So it is really helpful in my, especially this last year. Now I can come to my mentees with a totally different perspective and answer than I would have had last year. And I think they really appreciate that. Like The more honest I get with them, they really appreciate that the because they're about they're... to go on that journey. And so they want to mm-hmm. know, okay, what's, What am I to expect? And again, everyone's different. So they're not going to have the same experience that I did, but it is really like helpful. And I love that part about the educational piece, because if I can offer someone a little less pain, (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome to me to be able, and I'm so honest with them too. Like I am very upfront, like I don't know everything. I'm always learning new things. You know, even if talking about on social media before I got on here, it's, yeah, I'm less nervous than my first podcast, but I'm still showing up here nervous. And when we were talking yep. about the acting coach, when you see people online that do really good at being on camera and talking on yep. their stories, like they either have a degree in journalism or they have spent mm. a lot of time practicing. It's yeah. one of those things where you're not, I think we're all nervous. I think it well, gets are. easier and better. But yeah. that doesn't mean I'm still not nervous and like, shoot, this is like a live yeah. thing that I'm talking, like <laughs> freaking nose There's then... no
0: going back, Carrie. If you say the wrong thing. Oh my thing, God, I you
1: know even do. on here, okay. I've lost my train of thought like three times. So it's <laughs> perfectly fitting for the ADHD.
0: <laughs> I know. It's the perfect podcast to do that. Um, yeah. And, and I, want you to, I want you to ask me because we're going off track, so might as well continue. <laughs> I want to. I want you to ask me, I'm fidgeting with this as I'm speaking <laughs> to you, which is so funny. Also ADHD thing. Yes. I can't Still, yeah. But going back, looking at me, Carrie, would you say that I'm not nervous doing this podcast? Do you think that I'm, am I nervous at all?
1: No, that's the thing. I don't think you're nervous at all.
0: And it's it's crazy because deep down I am a little nervous. Yeah, Uh, which is crazy. People look at me like you're a huge extrovert. You, Patrick, you've probably practiced all the time. In high school, I was a nerd. I was so scared of making eye contact with anybody I knew in public to a point where I would look straight down and just try to avoid all eye contact until I made it home and was allowed to play my video games where I was living in an alternative universe, not having to speak to anybody directly. Like I could just be myself. Now, looking at me now, you're like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I went to college. I went out Quite honestly, I went out five to six days a week, a lot of practice talking to people and you got to go out and be in front of people all the time and just constantly worked on this craft for so long. And like even getting into podcasting, even getting into all this stuff, like you have to learn how to become a better person every time. And all those interactions, you know, versus somebody that goes, decides to go home and decide in college and decided to go study. I went and I studied, of course, but. I went out. I did social events every day. And now so, you're like on fun. the
1: stage, like talking, you're on a Indiana. podcast, you're on Crazy. social media every day. I think that goes Crazy. to like my line that I've been using lately of don't skip the experience. And I think mm-hmm. that is so true. Like you had to go through all of those experiences in order to feel as comfortable as you do now. And yes, you're still going to feel nervous. And same thing with getting your next deal or buying your next property management company. Like there's still, again, that level of nervousness. Like, am I making the right choice? Is this going to work out? But like you are taking educated guesses on that. And the same thing with this. It's, yeah, you've got to practice. you got to just put yourself out there. And
0: right.
1: when we met in LA in September, I wasn't talking online. Like I had maybe talked online one time, or if I were to talk online, it was me videoing a property that I was walking through and Mm -hmm. doing like a voiceover. And I was so nervous. And so I made a, (laughs) I had to make a commitment to myself that, and and really have accountability partners. That's a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. Finding what works for you is so huge. Like when I talk about like toolboxes, like an accountability partner for me is so important. So like I have one with our friend Fetty, like posting every day, like we Mm, message each other every day. And like the funniest part is Patrick, you'll think this is so funny. We know it's going to happen. We know we have to post every day. And it's a (laughs) surprise every single day. We're like, Oh, you posted? Oh, I have to post. Like we totally forget (laughs) that we have to post. It's like such a funny thing. So then it's like the procrastinator and us at 10 PM and we're posting and it's like, We're still doing it, but it just cracks me up. But again, I realized like I need an accountability partner for that stuff. And I think I used to think that was a bad thing. And now I'm like, no, that is part of my toolbox. And my kid actually, he hasn't been officially diagnosed, but I can tell the signs that he has ADD or ADHD. And so we tell him like, okay, he, he loves going to the dentist. He loves brushing his teeth, but every night it's a fight. It just is a deal. <laughs> he won't go to, sometimes we're like, just go to bed without brushing your teeth. And he's like, no, I have to. Cause he still wants oh that routine. God. And so we've enacted, okay, you can ask for a buddy. So if he says, I need a buddy, that means one, my husband or I go and sit with him and are there while he's completing the task. And so it's like, again, not thinking that those are bad. It's just like, that's part of his toolbox. Like he can ask mm-hmm. us to be his buddy. And so for me, like that is such a huge deal is to be like, okay, I need an accountability partner. So if I'm gonna talk on stories, like I want other people to know that's my commitment mm-hmm. <laughs> so that yeah. I can do it. But yeah, it's nerve wracking. I try to be really honest on my first couple of videos. Like I'm on here talking, I'm super uncomfortable. <laughs> but I think it is easy yeah. for people to misunderstand that with us because we do come yeah. off like we're very extroverted and we're yeah. like very friendly. We could talk to a wall, yeah. Um <laughs> but,
0: but, it's but it hard is still. yeah. But it's still when is, you get like it's recorded. It's gonna be there forever, so it's hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're like, am I gonna? And I think yeah, I'm sure for you too. It's is this person gonna be engaged? Like, are we gonna be mm-hmm. able? To, am I gonna be able to pull information out of them? Is it like, be
0: like pulling teeth. <laughs>
1: and then I'm sitting yeah. over here being like.
0: I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah. And my You're good. You're easy easy guests. That's what happens. (laughs) Oh, awesome. We're good. Okay. (laughs) You could keep talking, but I wanted to ask one last question, which is what does the future look like for Carrie?
1: Yeah. So I think this year, I really want to focus on that, like having that full life and really revisiting why I started this journey. Like I said, this will be our 10th busy season coming up this summer. Mm -hmm. So really like just reevaluating like what my life looks like. I also have a nine-year-old and a husband and friends and a network of people in a community. So just really, again, I don't have to do everything. And so it's what really is serving me. What do I want my business to look like? What do I want my life to look like? And I really want to get this development that we have approved up and running. And that was our mission when we started the cleaning company and when we started hiring employees to really get a feel for what it would look like to run a resort because we can have up to 18 cottages. So that will like triple our portfolio. (laughs) And so really... I think some of the things that we ended up doing last year almost took away from our goal. And so, really cutting that stuff out and really refocusing. And again, that's just, it's challenging and hard. But like you said, of not doing something is worse than trying it and not working out. So, our resort land, I drive by every day. It's like right near our house. And anytime I second guess myself on it, I'm like, if someone else, put something up on this land. If I sold it, I'd be so mad at myself. Like even if it doesn't work out in the end, like I need to know that I tried and figured it out. So just really refocusing on our current portfolio. We want to focus on direct booking. We want to focus on shopping our units, maybe some affiliates and partnerships on there. And then my educational piece too. I really enjoy being able to be at this stage in my life where I have help and I can take the time to to answer questions and really pour into other people, where I didn't have that availability before. When I was building my portfolio, people asked me all the time for advice, and I just didn't have the time. For. So, yeah. realizing that I love that and I love the connections that we've made, and like through our mentorship that we did together, yeah. like the friendships, and it's huge. It's just such a big deal out of that. So, like, I've been loving that, and I don't think I really had that. Like, I have a couple local investors around that I was able to connect with that really are hospitality forward. But being able to expand my network Mm -hmm. into people that are investing all over has been really huge for me, and it's inspiring, too. And, like, being able to connect with you and be like, this is the problem that I have, and you're like, I'm having this similar problem. That's just having someone that really understands what you do. That's not just your husband or your significant other. Cause yeah, they can get <laughs> overloaded by
0: yeah.
1: one, they hear all of your ideas and then they hear all the like shitty stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. And so it can feel really overwhelming. So being able to be around people that love, talking about the same topic it can be bad in some senses because we always want to just talk about work (laughs)
0: and
1: everything like that but But it
0: makes it fun it makes it much more because you can't talk a year off of your partner only there's no way
1: no because they're going to be like please stop can you talk about anything else
0: yeah (laughs) that's awesome so carrie for people that want to get you know get connected with you and reach you how can they can how can they talk to? you.
1: Yeah. So Roost North Rentals has an Instagram. That's where we post all of our rental properties. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that profile for a long time. And then I, within the year, started Dryer, And so that's where wow. I go and talk about kind of everything that we've got going on. So our nice. hospitality company, our rentals, the education piece of it, our future resort. So it's just this catch-all. So that's where it's been nice. I have a small following in there. So I'm still Mm. like loving people being in my DMs and connecting with me. And I'm just really in that phase of hearing from people. Right now, that's a great Mm -hmm. place for you to connect with me, message, ask questions, um, pick my brain.
0: Awesome thank you so much Carrie for hopping on and yeah. sharing your story and you got to you guys at the audience got to listen to two ADHD people that are doing it that are making it hopefully inspires you and we do talk a lot. So there you have it.
1: We've been wanting to do this. It's up.
0: even worse in person, I feel like. But yeah, you were saying, Carrie?
1: Oh, I was just saying, we've been wanting to do this. This has been the topic that yeah. we've wanted to <laughs> talk about because it's so important. And I think one yeah. of the biggest things that our acting coach did for us is like, he showed up and was like, I have traumatic brain injury. I have ADHD. I have to have all these nodes. And I have to be barefooted and just like really showed up as himself. And it really inspired me. And I think it inspired you to be like, okay, I'm going to embrace my ADHD. I'm going to embrace these differences and really just put it out there. And I think what I'm hoping that this will do is then trickle that down to someone else. that's like maybe being hard on themselves or like struggling through that. And to be like, we are successful business owners and Mm -hmm. we have ADHD.
0: Yep. There you have it. I love that. Thank you so much, Carrie. And then I'll talk to you later, all right? And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Patrick Real Estate Show. If you found this episode helpful, please give us a follow and leave us a five-star review. Your support truly means a lot. And connect with Patrick in the show notes below.
1: Until next time.